Hi folks, I'm Adam Skandarani and you are listening to the Brilliant Dog Pod, where we're talking all things dog training. The only rules? It's got to be effective, it's got to be fair, and it's got to be fun. Hi folks, welcome back to the podcast. I know it's been a while since I've recorded an episode. It's been a really hectic summer and fall here in my little corner of the world and a chaotic disaster in the greater world. And that has affected me in many ways as an Arab Muslim living in the U.S. So instead of pushing through and burning out, I decided instead to take a break from all the extra stuff I've been doing, like podcasting and blogging and Patreoning, and decided instead to just survive. (laughs) And for me, that looked like prioritizing a new relationship with an incredible and supportive partner. I also prioritized my existing clients and made sure that I had the spoons and the wherewithal to give them the best of me. I also pursued continuing education by way of the Aggression and Dogs Conference, and that was so much fun. Um, I also took a much-needed dog-free vacation to see my internet besties for the first time in like two years. I also spent as little time on social media as I possibly could to avoid doom scrolling. Now, I know this was the best thing for me, even though I left you all hanging for like nearly three months, because here I am back and rejuvenated with new motivation to create content for you all. So now that that's out of the way, let's dive into today's topic. Why did I choose to live my life with boxers? And there are two answers that I could give, the short and the sweet, or the long and the nuanced. So I decided that one alone would not suffice, and therefore you're getting both. (laughs) Um, So the short and sweet answer is that they kind of just fell into my lap. No, really, they really did. Um, Growing up as a teen, I had this friend. Her name was Allie, and she had a boxer named Molly. She was the first dog I ever met who didn't actually scare the living shit out of me on sight. She was super sweet, super calm, super affectionate, and always up for anything. In short, she was just a delight. Um, But there are a few things that I didn't know at the time. Like, she was a slightly older dog, and that not all boxers are like that. She was incredibly special. But at the time, I didn't know that, and also I never really had a desire to actually own a dog of my very own, so that was an irrelevant fact anyway, so it didn't really matter. Fast forward to, like, a decade or so, and I found myself married, yes, I used to be married, folks, to a man I know, I know, who really wanted a dog. Me, who still greatly disliked dogs, finally agreed to get a dog as long as it could be a boxer. Because, you know, my one experience with a dog that didn't scare the shit out of me was a boxer. And thus Sansa came into our lives. So Sansa was everything Molly was and then some. She was calm yet energetic. She was silly and sweet. She was goofy and bouncy and full of laughter and full of love. She was an incredible first pet and an incredible, incredible novice A dog. And for those of you who don't know anything about dog sports, you really only get one novice A dog and she was it. 
And you guys, she was perfection. She gave me the courage to get a second dog, and that dog was Flash. And if you've been listening from the beginning or know my journey with Flash, you'll know he's a bit much. But if you are new to the podcast and new to the journey, go back and listen to the very first episode for an overview of him. Um, But anyway, everything that makes Flash wicked difficult is also a huge part of what I like about him and boxers in general. He is energetic, goofy, ready to go at the drop of a hat, pushy, independent, and so incredibly smart. He's also an incredibly anxious and unforgiving dog. But, you know, that's beside the point. Anyway, goofy, ready to go, independent, all of that. And that's exactly what I love about working dogs in general. And I don't mean dogs that have a job, like Border Collies working sheep on a farm. I mean dogs that are part of the working group. Dogs like Dobermans, Rottweilers, Saibis, Boxers, Danes, etc., etc., etc. But anyway, I was having a conversation the other day with some friends, and we were talking about how much they love herding dogs and how much I don't. And the question came up, what is it about working dogs that you like? And that got me thinking, what do I like about working dogs? Well, I like that they are pushy. So I really like the push that you get from working dogs. There's this certain ebb and flow that you get when working with a really nice working dog. And I'm sure you find it in other types of dogs too, like herding dogs, especially German Shepherds and Malinois. But like, I've worked with a lot of herding breeds and there's still something different there that I just really love about working dogs. And I love their independence that is often labeled as stubbornness and willfulness, but it's not those things. These dogs are all-around working dogs who are able to work a variety of jobs, and that's including herding for some dogs, such as boxers and rottweilers. And many of these jobs need independence in order to perform properly, such as guarding or messengering. Their independence is something that really appeals to my non-doggy dog owner, dog trainer self. I really like their ability to fuck off and do their own thing and not be all over me all of the time. I love their intelligence. It makes them super easy to train (laughs) and also super difficult to train. Easy in the sense that they get it super fast, but more difficult because they often find their own way to get to the end result. And sometimes I really just need them to take my path and not the one that they came up with. Their cleverness, along with that independent streak, and their stamina, you know, they can work for long periods at a time if built up right. Um, So all those things make working dogs the clear winners for me. And now, out of the entirety of the working group, why boxers? Well, as I said, um, they're goofy, they're clever, they're independent, they're always up for an adventure, and they're very similar to who I am as a person, and that makes them real easy to live with for me. <laughs> for me, Adam. <laughs> 
Um, I kind so I describe them as the ADHD class clown who is always wreaking havoc because they just can't help it, and everyone hates them, but also loves them at the same time, and they always manage to get perfect grades even though they barely study. Um, that was also me in school. That was me. ADHD and all. So maybe, just maybe, I might be pulling from personal experience here. I'm not sure. Uh, (laughs) um, Now, boxers aren't without their faults, right? Much of what makes them the perfect breed for me is exactly what most pet people and pet professionals specifically don't like about them. And I don't love the many health issues that they come with. Um, The breed is riddled with cancer, degenerative myelopathy, and ARVC, which is boxer-specific, and it stands for arrhythmogenic right ventricular cardiomyopathy. That is a mouthful. Um, It's it's incredibly deadly, and like, just like any form of cardiomyopathy, really. And these health issues are just a piece of the breed, and they're pros- really outweigh the cons for me. Um, And one of the reasons, so like, for example, sorry, I just lost my thought. So one of the reasons that I cannot own a Dobie, uh, like a Doberman, is because the breed has an ongoing battle with DCM. And it's super prevalent, and it breaks my heart, and it's in more lines than it's not in, and you really can't predict it to any level of specificity. There's a lot of X factors going on there. And so that's too much for me to be able to handle. Um, So that's why I can't do Dobies, even though I like them every bit as much as boxers. At least with ARVC, there's some really advanced tests to see if a dog is at risk for passing it on um, in the breed when you're breeding. Anyway, now you know why boxers and why not Dobermans, for example, but why did I choose a Boston Terrier? The real short answer is that they are compact, every bit as goofy and energetic as boxers, and of course, my personal favorite, they have the tenacity of both bulldogs and terriers. And if there's one thing that you need to know about me, it's that I love a tenacious dog. Wibble has made a small dog lover out of me, and I don't think I'll ever be without a Boston Terrier ever in the future. And, like, I do think that I might stray from my original love of boxers here and there to gain experience owning and living with various breeds from time to time. For example, I do love a really nice lab, um... I always think I'll come back to boxers in the end because there's just, uh, there's just something about them, guys. They're my heart breed. Um, And there isn't much I want to do with dogs that I can't do with a boxer. They can dock dive. They can play agility. um, They can do obedience. uh, They're super sniffers. So like nose work and tracking. And I can even herd with them or do bite work with them if I really wanted to. I have so many options to choose from with a working dog that even that, I don't know. (sighs) Yeah, why would I want to go with a different breed? Because there's so much I can do with boxers anyway. And if I really wanted to do something like field work, which is specific to like gun dogs or sporting dogs or whatever, 
I could always train it even if I don't compete in it because it's all about the experience of training, isn't it? Like for me, competition is just, you know, proving that the training works. It's not the end goal for me. The end goal is to perfect my training as much as I possibly can. And doing it with a breed that is very similar to myself is just super effing cool. (sighs) Anyway, now it's your turn. Tell me about your heart breed or heart type of dog and tell me why they're the ones for you. You can tell me across all my platforms, Patreon, Facebook, and Instagram. I can't wait to hear back from you and it's so good to be back to podcasting and sharing my thoughts with you. Until next time, happy training. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. If you would like to support the podcast in a more tangible way, you can head over to my Patreon linked in the show notes and show your support that way. Until next time.